All right, try this. Ready and go. Hello. Oh, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, right now, I believe I'm recording you on uh, a podcast. So I, I just took my phone up to uh, to see if I can recall if I could call somebody and uh, and just have them on a podcast. So you are actually being recorded at this very second, my man from an, my brother from another mother. Are you okay with that? Ah, oh, this is dude. It was. It's been. It's been fate. So I want you to talk for a second. I want to see if I'm. If you're actually registering in the sound waves here. So go ahead, talk some, say something, whatever you want. I did. Yeah. I think I just hung up on you. You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got another idea. Hey, I got another idea. Here's how it's gonna go. I'm gonna hang up on you. And you're going to like it. <laughs> All right, hold on. How's this? Go ahead. How's this? Keep talking. Is it good? Uh, so, keep keep talking. So, did you watch the, did you watch the um, Super Bowl? I did. I did watch the Super Bowl. Um, and did you see, did you think the halftime show was the greatest halftime show of all time? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So I think we're I think we're good here with the. Uh, I want you to say something, Bob. I'm gonna make sure I got you here, buddy. Go ahead. I I I just um, I don't know. I think the Super Bowl could have been a little better. Well, they kind of a boring game. Defensive games get boring. But it was good to have something to do and eat a little chip steak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I got you. Um, it's not going to be the best recording, but it's the best that I can do at this particular moment. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Ironically, how when right, right, right yeah, the, 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 right when you called, I was trying to figure this out how to you know get you guys on this a little bit better. There are ways to hook up and get people on a podcast when they're you know just to call in, but I'm trying to do this through, with through my phone, and I had an idea. Oh, I'm going to like go in directly. Hold on a sec. And, um, you know, just have people be able to call in. It's going to sound real nice. And I'm not there yet, but this might be okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I did. <clears throat> we did watch the. I, I was planning on going out, planning to go uh, um, a couple places. We had an invite from uh, some family, um, and they were having not only Festivus together, but also, um, uh, what you call it, uh, the Super Bowl. So then, yeah. obviously, my daughter, uh, she has her own place. We were going to go there. And uh -huh. then we ended up because of the weather was all funky and, um, yeah, you know, I hate to say it, my foot's been bugging me and my back. I'm like, you know what? I just really want to just kick back. And, uh, yo, so I had, you know, I guess the best, the best seat in the house was my leather couch, oh. <laughs> kicked back, watched it. Didn't even go bananas <laughs> with the food. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. the same with me and Norm. My, my son was going to come down with, with the kids and then he said, no, nah, we're going to stay here because of the snow and. And then my in-laws were going to come over, and then he said no. So yeah, um, Norm was like, "Buy four pounds of cheese chips steak." I go, "That's too much. That's too much, man." She's like, "No, like, yeah, in case Nikki comes, in case my mom and dad." I go, "I'm not getting that much." That's a lot. That's a <laughs> so lot. I of get two. I said one's plenty for like four people. And she's like, "So I get two, and then as it turns out, we had to freeze one pound of it anyway." Wow. 
Well, that's a cool part, though. You can always pull it out and, and crank it up. Crank it up. Chip steak, uh, folks. For, if you're not from this area, especially my my fr- friends from uh, Europe right now, are like, what is what does he need chip steak for? We make cheese steaks here in the Delaware Valley in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. So if you've never been to uh, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, you get here. That's what Philadelphia area is known for these cheese steaks. So it's a it's a long hoagie roll, Bob. Is I guess I guess that was what, what we would call yeah. it, a sub roll. Okay, nice. Bob, explain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, nice Samoroso baked hoagie roll, a long roll, and you put uh, thin slices of steak on a on a hot grill, and uh, comes out real nice. Top it off with some cheese. <laughs> with or without, that's what we say in without. Philly. Yeah. With or without, that means <clears throat> with. with or without cheese. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so if, does that mean with or without onions as well? Or no, just the cheese. That's just the, that's just what or without is the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So me <laughs> being Mister Thorough Boy Scout, when I stand in line at those cheesecake uh, cheesesteak places in Philly, I'm like, yes, I would like a cheesesteak and I would like some cheese on it and onions, and they stare at me like and they cross their eyes, like that's not the way you do it. That's not the way you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way I do it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they won't tell you that. They just, uh, yeah. they just look at you and you're like, and they yell if you don't answer right away. When or without? You're like, yeah. It's the soup, okay, it's soup uh, Nazi. Okay. It's the soup Nazi of cheesesteaks is what it is uh, when you're down there. It's a couple, couple of locations. We won't name the locations. Other locations are less, uh, you know, or more lenient. But in fact, I'll I, I tell you, I prefer... I prefer the cheesesteaks around here, to be honest with you. Like Leo's over yeah. there in Falcroft. I do, Yeah. That's so a we heck got a new one down here called Delco Cheesesteaks. They were really good. I didn't. I did not try them yet. I know you said Bob brought you some over, and they were really good. Um, but they're on mm. our. Yeah, they're on our list to check out. Um, yeah, we'll hit Las Patas. We'll hit um, uh, yeah. Jim's Steaks. Uh, I think it's called Jim's. Um, then also, uh, yeah. what's the guy over there in Woodland? Uh, my God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Mike? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I think it's Mike. Yeah. yeah I will hit his. Uh, and he's got a good, they all got good hoagies, but Las Patas. Um, but Leo's, I'll That's tell you, they pack the heck out of the cheesesteaks. You know, they yeah, really they make do. a heck of a, yeah. they, they make a heck of a sandwich. Yeah. He, so. he started out a little trolley stop. <laughs> I he, rented a, he rented a little empty trolley place in Sharon Hill where, where the trolley comes. Yeah. And Seth wasn't using it. They rented it to him for a few years, and uh, that's where he started his first store at. And you couldn't you couldn't sit down or nothing in there, but and he would open the doors, man, put that exhaust fan on while he's frying the onions, and your car almost made an automatic turn. Ooh, <laughs> the brakes I go in there and get me one of yeah, them. Yeah, the brakes had it had traction control, pulled you right in. <laughs> when did he have the place down in the uh, uh, down in the factories down in Falcroft? Yeah, he had a small place back there, yeah. I, I remember as a kid, all of us, you know, getting on our bikes and, uh, you know, we'd, we'd venture way over there, the other side of Ashland Avenue. And when you get on that area over there, it's it's a questionable area if we were allowed to be there without getting any technical, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, And, yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, he had, a, he had a place there and we went in there and, uh, man... You know, quite a character he is. Um, yeah, just uh, what a character he was. But the, the sandwiches live on. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. a heck of a, a heck, and now you got me thinking about it. But here's the thing: as we were talking about eating right, you know, Bob's always in my uh, when I say this is the summer and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Bob and I and a friend of ours called Dave, we would get together and we should we should talk about this, Bob. You know how we used to you know gather at your house and we sit around the table and we'd come up uh-huh. with an idea um, for us to achieve something. 
you know? Go ahead. If you yeah, yeah, jump yeah, in, feel yeah, free. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> yeah. So we'd have these, you know, we'd come, i say, all right, I'm going to do this uh, by the summer or give me, within the next three or six months, I'm going to achieve this. And, you know, we all, I remember sitting there, you know, sometimes it was weight loss for you guys. I know for you and Dave, it was business, a lot of different uh -huh. business type of things, but it was cool to almost hold ourselves accountable um, to ourselves and to you guys uh, to get these little tasks done. Go ahead. Feel yeah. free to, dude, feel free to jump in here, man. Well, <laughs> this I is was, one of yeah, our phone calls. I, I was thinking sharing. about that. And it does, it does make you, uh, the accountability factor is a big thing because it's easy to blow it off, but when you got to face people. So uh, getting back to the weight loss thing, that's why I like going in person to Weight Watchers because to me, that was the most effective for me when I was trying to lose weight. Because there was this old lady that was there, and every time I weighed <laughs> in, if I wasn't doing she she'd shake her head like, no, nah, oh, Robert. <laughs> oh, Robert. He didn't do so good this week. Oh, and, I, and I knew the following week I couldn't go face her again unless I lost a few pounds. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was man. like a school teacher scolding me. <laughs> but that's cool. So, I mean, like I said, it's the accountability it, factor. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, that's why I can't do it. I'm not successful with online stuff because I got nobody to scold me. You know? Listen, I'll scold you. I'll charge you 10 bucks to scold you. Where, where was I? I was with the family. We were all in New York City. And <laughs> this guy's sitting on the corner. And he's got a sign. He goes, tell me, tell me off. Like, curse me out for five bucks. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. So they're like, the dude's like, you. So basically, the guy's sitting there. And your job is, you know, you're going to give him a donation of five bucks and you get to tell him off. And he's like, and make sure you use all your curse words. Too. And you're like, what is going on? And then I, we were standing back. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't want your kids hearing, you know, F words and all that type of stuff. But people will walk up and just rip them, man. Just like rip into him for like a couple minutes. You like and they're like and then he'd say at the end, how do you feel? Do you feel good? The guy's like, yeah, he goes, I'll see you tomorrow. He goes, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> So, oh, now, great, so now he's got, he's got. Custom. I didn't think of that. I might make a sign up like that. I'm pretty limited with what I can do these days. I think, <laughs> I think I have that taped on my back, especially when I when I go. You know, especially I've been going into some of these stores. I'm the target man. I must be like, yeah. This guy wants to hear yeah. you yell at him and curse at him. You know my stories for the past couple, you know, big box stores that I've been in. I guess I just have that face, man. People want to argue with me, whatever. And I'm minding my own business. I don't understand it, right? There's a story yeah. behind that too. But yeah, so yeah. this guy was making five bucks a person um, and you get to tell him off. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that's all. That's pretty good. That's yeah. Good to give you a good place to vent. Yeah, and you know, yeah go ahead. Go you know, Tom, we talk about going to the shore. So yep. I've told you this story. That's my place to chill out. I like, I get up early in the morning. I go up to the boardwalk, get a coffee, watch the ocean, and chill. Real quick, let me interject here to the, the shore, folks. Uh, what we say here in the Delaware Valley, Delaware County area, this part of Pennsylvania, the shore means the the Jersey Shore or the beach to anyone else. So good. Yeah. So I sit mighty. I like to sit on a bench by the ocean and just, you know, meditate a little bit, get peaceful, and you know, give give gratefulness and thanks for all I got in life, whatever. But it's my peaceful time of the day. But when the pandemic came, everybody was a little nervous about stuff, but 
I still went up to the boardwalk. I got my coffee. And I wore a mask. I ordered the coffee. And while I sat on a bench and, and nobody was around, so I took it off because I got to drink this coffee. And I, I, I don't know... I don't know why he did it, <laughs> but he he pulled his bike up next and sat next to me on the bench. And he's like talking to himself, and then he looks at me and goes, you, where is your mask? I go, well, it's in my pocket. Well, that's just a great place for it. So why don't you put it back on wow. and stop spreading coronavirus around? Wow. <laughs> so I looked at him, I said, look, First of all, I don't have coronavirus. Second of all, I'm sitting here social distance. I go, there's an empty bench over there and an empty bench over there. You didn't have to sit beside me. Mm. <laughs> and he looks at me real cocky and goes, well, I did, didn't I? Wow. <laughs> now, I don't know, ask you what, a, what makes a 70-year-old man do this. <laughs> but when he said that, I jumped up and stood over the top of him. And I said, yeah, you did. I you did it on purpose, didn't you? you? Do you like to come up here and mess with senior citizens? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I screamed out. He's wow. like, no, man, no. I, I I was just nervous about the virus. I go, then why did you sit beside me? Right. You're looking for trouble <laughs> well, that day. He looked a little frazzled. I, I think I think he's like, oh, I'll, I'll go mess with the old guy or something. I don't know. He, did, he <laughs> didn't realize that the old guy is a barbarian. Did he? <laughs> He's from Darby. You don't mess don't with people what, from Darby. I don't even know what got into me. <laughs> That's, what got into you is the same thing that gets into me. We're And, and all of us from these areas uh, that we grew up in this area of Delaware County, you have these sections, and that's how we were brought up. I mean, when someone gets in your face, you're going to jump back in there and get in, you know, get in their face as well. And no matter, I think inside, well, you can attest to this, Bob. No matter how old you are inside, you're still 25. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're still capable. No, I know it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a, it's brutal. Uh, That's why I wasn't going to let him stand up. <laughs> I just keep pushing him back. <laughs> but you don't know. But you know, I mean, I swear, that's the thing. It's it's funny. Uh, you know, this other uh, buddy of mine, Goaty. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, he'll give me a buzz and we'll talk about it. I, I believe this guy was giving me a hard time. And I, I said, and then what did you do? And then I hear what he did. And I'm like, yeah, you know why, right? He goes, yeah. And, and we already know it's because where we're from. It's just, you can't take that town out of us, you know? And then yeah, like, that's our expression yeah. when we were growing You can't, you can <laughs> leave Darby. Go somewhere yeah. like, you can take the kid out of Darby, but you can't take the Darby out of the kid. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's, and it's it's very similar. You go to Clifton Heights, go to Fallcroft, yeah, go to Fallcroft, all these yeah, different towns. Town, exactly. Right? You know, that's we were all the same way. We all cut from the same cloth. It's just how it was. And it carries on with you through life. And even, I'll tell you, even like this past weekend, something was, it was a very, Simp uh, all right, I'll get into it real quick. I was switching all this cable stuff over, right? Cutting the cord from the Comcast, and we went with uh -huh. these fire sticks, and I want to disconnect. We'll have to talk about this sometime because I'm sure people are, are all thinking about it. Well, yeah, we want to disconnect, disconnect from cable and save some money. We yeah. went with these fire sticks, and it's just a little bit more complicated to maybe uh, set up a recording for a show or something. So I came home. And and uh, I said, how's everything to everybody? I, I think, I, you know, this fire stick, we're having a heck of a time with it, Hulu Live, and I'm trying to program. Well, I it started like two people were telling me, but they were complaints, right? And I'm looking at mm -hmm. them. I'm like, you know what? 
I busted my butt doing this. And they're like, whoa, what do you, wait, relax. What are you talking? I went on the defensive right away. They're like, this is, this, we're not talking about you. We're talking, but that's what you do sometimes when you're from the neighborhoods like that. You suddenly, yeah. you know, you put your shield up, yo, back off. Like, what are you talking about? And it wasn't about that whatsoever. I have to catch myself a lot of times, like, well, earlier, not so much now in later life, but definitely in earlier. You know what I mean? When someone says something, you know, you got to be careful these days, you know? Yeah, and man, that, for and sure. That's, and that's the big difference, right, right, Bob? What's your what's your favorite saying that I like to say often? The one, two, you know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a one-on-two fast break off your nose. <laughs> yeah, or the one-two fast break upside your head. <laughs> you say that to somebody, head, yeah. they look at you like, well, okay. <laughs> He's not from around here. No, I'm what's not. Was it yeah, a two-on-one fast break? That's yeah, two-on-one fast break <laughs> and on your yeah. nose, or the one-two fast break upside your head, whatever. You know, and suddenly they're like, ah, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, but uh, that's just how it was. And it's always been that way. And I've had it turn it down a lot of times. People are like, dude, you're like, that's not you. That's not, no. I mean, but when you're pushed into a corner or you feel as if you're being, you know, verbally assaulted or whatever, that's what we used to do. You used to jump up and, you know, get right back in somebody's face. So yeah, I remember that story about the guy up on the boardwalk giving you a hard time. Hey, uh, the cable, putting your cable in, did you get a chance to look at the uh, Jim Carrey cable guy commercial? (laughs) No. On uh, no. No. What was? Do you remember the movie? Do you remember yeah. the movie Cable Guy? Yeah, yeah. Was this a Super and Bowl commercial? Was yeah. It? Oh so no. He's like yeah. he's knocking on the door, like from that movie. He's your Cable Guy, and, <laughs> and she's your. Oh, we don't need you anymore. He's your what? And they uh, got everything like now, uh, you know, okay. wireless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your, you don't need this. He holds up a big thing of cable. <laughs> you no longer need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, pretty comical. Yeah, I, you know what? You know I the movie Cable Guy. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, I I liked uh, <laughs> the, a few I saw. Well, I'm uh, you know uh, you know I'm trying to think of the one I liked with uh, Scarlett. Scarlett. Yeah, I cannot believe. Yeah. Wow, my I like Scarlett Johansson. So I all I thought that was a cool commercial. Her acting and the husband, like the the, the El, Alexis or whatever it was, uh, reading their minds. And he's like, remind me, you know, uh, to pretend I'm dead on that date that she's pre- performing, you know. And she's like, what the? <laughs> so, yeah, I like Scarlett Johansson. So I like that commercial. Um, but honestly, honest God, I didn't pay a whole, ten- a whole lot of attention to a lot of those different commercials. I'm trying to figure out what I was doing. Um, I think I was. That's why you go get your snacks when the commercials are <laughs> <laughs> You know, I might have been cooking my dinner. I might have been cooking up dinner now that I am eating uh-huh. Properly. I mean, they, they can really, I mean, they really drag it out between the yeah. commercials yeah. and all the other stuff that goes on in between. I mean, you're like, good gosh. Yeah. Most football games are done. And not, yeah. And, and and as for the, um, you know, the halftime show, you know, I'm not, that's not really, you know, I kind of miss that wave of uh, that type of music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm somewhere tweener in, in between all that, you know. Although I actually do like that Eminem song that he was singing, but um, yeah, I don't, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And here's the funny part, you know, I'm reading this controversy of the guy Neil. I'm like, oh man, I, I thought maybe he had a headache or something or got sick. You <laughs> know, that's how stupid I am. I thought he was nailing down. Like I'm like, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. I said, I said, all right. Said it on the news the next day. Oh, controversy with Eminem. I'm like, what the what's hell he? Did he yeah, do? I, I'm like, what? Well, I got to think about that. Part. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I remember the part where he, I think he took a break and like he let the other guy do something. 
that I thought the dude took a break. Or like he was just like he kind of like faded out of the scene for a second, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I yeah. I'm not thinking me. Whatever, dude. Like, you know, like <laughs> But let's jump back to um, you know, how we were talking about eating right. I mean, everybody out there listening right now is like, okay, weight loss? Yeah. What's up with that? Like, what are you doing? What can you do? You know, back in the day, you know, it was easy to work out. It was as yeah. easy to, you know, like when we'd go to class, you know, like you, you know, uh-huh. coming from me, people, oh, oh yeah, he, you know, he loves to tell a tale. I don't tell a tale, but I mean, I, I like, I get real enthusiastic about the stories. Go ahead and tell them what we would endure uh, one, you know, one night, which was three times a week or three times a week each night at a practice when you went in, into Sensei's dojo. How's it start? <laughs> Go ahead. Three sets of. A hundred, <laughs> you had to do a hundred jumping jacks, a hundred push-ups, uh, no, 50 push-ups, 100 jumping jacks, 50 bridges, which is your bent backward push-up, and then uh, let, he would hold, make you hold leg lifts for like, till, I, till he decided you could, he was going to let you put them down, and you jumped up and started right over again. Right. Three and sets. Then, yeah. Yeah, three sets. And then pretty much... He turned a lot of them three sets, and they only lasted about fifteen minutes, but they were hard. Brutal, yeah. And and uh, that turned a lot of people. And then he would put you through this rigorous set of basics: uh, throwing punches, kicks uh, up and down the floor till you were chipping in your own sweat, doing rolls across the concrete floor. That <clears throat> I, that always really puzzled me. <laughs> I wonder why why he got back issues, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah, like yeah. I'll tell, I'll remind to tell that to my doctor Thursday. So, my pain you know, doctor. And I, I I got terrible neuropathy in my feet. And the doctor said, "What, what, what have you been doing?" I said, "Well, you know, years ago, I said you jumping jacks out in the snow. Did uh, <laughs> you think that could have affected with, me? with no shoes on, barefoot? And he, like look at me, like I got. Yeah, know, yeah. What, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it was it was and, like that's the what. Go ahead, good. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if you were still standing by the end of the night, he'd make you, he'd just make you spar with people. Or, 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 uh, no more. or, uh, the other class from North Philly would show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he'd have them lined up and then suddenly you're, you know, you go on at it with these, mm-hmm. a, a whole total, another dojo. But to oh, do that, yeah. yeah, three times a week, you, you know, that was absolutely the best shape of my life. Like, you know, it just, uh, everything, strength and, and re- reflexes, everything, man. Like, what an incredible class that was, you know? And I, I was so bummed when he when he got hurt and I had to go, you know, then the other sensei took over. It is what it is. But um, even back then, what I'm going to get to is um, it was, we were concentrating, I think, on nutrition. I know at least I was, you know, thinking about it, how to carb load and all that type of stuff and what, you know, we're also being male men during the day. You know, so it's like you're walking routes, you, and then you still have to have the energy for this at night. And it, it kind of like, I could eat whatever I wanted back then because you'd burn it right off. But nowadays we really have to be careful as to what we eat. And I'm, I'm sure you're in the same boat as I am in regards to this. We are always talking about, or right, what are we going to try next? You know, <clears throat> I remember watching a show once and there's, and the lady, she's was pretty good years ago, uh, ESPN, Instead, of all the sports shows used to have all these body shaping and mm-hmm. work out with this one and that one. But anyway, just Denise Austin was uh, pretty smart. Yeah, 
And she only said after age 35, each year your metabolism decreases like 5% or something. So you got to up your activity at least 5% or cut down your intake of food 5%. You know, maybe might have been 7%. But each year you got to, you know, you got to make the transition of what you're going to do to balance it out. So, yeah, I'm limited. Like if I program myself into wanting to be on weight loss, they limit me to 1,400 calories. <laughs> Which is tough. <laughs> and that doesn't seem Excuse like me. a lot. <laughs> By the end of the day, I'm like, man, I'm going to go way over this. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is too, like, so at that point, if you're looking at 1,200 calories or 1,400, I mean, 12 is way too low. My cardiologist actually yelled at me for that. He's like, you can't go to you know, 1,200 calories intake. <laughs> so even if you're doing 1,400, then what we come to, the smart way to do that is is to make it quality food, you know, nutrient-rich yeah. rich food that you're intaking. It's kind of like that same analogy I always used about um, – Whatever, you know, are you going to pull up and get the cheapest gas you can and put it into a, uh, you know, a high-end automobile, right, that are designed mm -hmm. for high-octane? Some cars, Volvos, Mercedes, uh, Saabs, whatever they might be, BMWs, you got to run high test in them. You know, you, I say in high test, people are like, what's high test? Uh, high-octane, uh, you know, the top-of-the-line fuels because yeah. they just won't run correctly without it. Um, and that's the same with our bodies. You know, we want to put nutrient-rich natural good foods in your body so uh it doesn't have to process out process out all the processing that has gone undergone um the yeah. chemicals in it the additives in it and, and and that could also be expensive as well um <clears throat> excuse me i'm trying to remember the girl uh from i think it was called the biggest loser the the, the i forget uh -huh. man what was her name uh, yeah oh um, my god you got it bob you're good with names but um, it begins with an m uh well, we'll have to remember right. that. Everybody at the, right yeah. now screaming at the radio. What kind of research do you people do? We're, we're talking off the cuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, she has a book I read, and this even makes it worse. Um, is In her book, she said, if it eat foods that came from the ground or had a mother or, you know, swam in the sea, yeah. you know. Um, if, and, if it didn't have a mother and father and it didn't grow out of the ground, don't eat Yeah. And so began um, – off and on relationship with me with this type of food, which is kind of like paleo, you know? So what I'll get to quickly, I know we, we had talked about this, you and I last week on the phone, a week prior to that, I kind of went, went that way. Talking to a friend of mine, uh, Karen, who's, who's uh, really have, has changed her health and fine tuned what works for her and, and allowing the body to heal itself and such by eating natural foods, solid, good foods for you, not loaded up with the, um, all kinds of, of fake, you know, pasture, not pasture, pasteurized, but processed chemicals in there. Um, I'll tell mm -hmm. you what, dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm almost two weeks into this. The scale's not moving tremendously. It's moved, you know, a little bit and I'm happy with the a little bit, but the overall how I feel and, and how my body feels, and this is not even with working out. This is just eating correctly. What a significant difference. So I don't, somebody said to me actually on Facebook, they, they were joking me. Are you, I, I posted my breakfast, which was a turkey burger, right? An all night organic turkey burger, you know, natural, no, no chemicals, anything like that added. And then there was like broccoli and cauliflower mix in there and all steamed up. And then someone, she said, are you on a diet? 
And I'm like, no, I'm on a mission. I'm <laughs> hold, on a mission. You got to put me on hold for a minute. Go ahead, bro. All right. As we're waiting uh, for Bob to come on back, it was you Jillian. Yeah, brother. It was uh, Jillian oh, Michael. No, I'm talking on the phone, Nick. <laughs> Jillian is that, Michael. <laughs> is that your uh, your son? This uh, uh, Nick built my backyard. Okay. Okay. He's down in the basement, tearing out my bar and making a workout area. Oh, nice. So put a rubber gym floor in. Oh, cool. I so got you're having a, a total your martial arts classes will be down there for now on, right? <laughs> <laughs> call it yeah. the, call it the dungeon. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was Jillian Michaels' book, uh, Bob. That was her book. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, you're trying tough, to. Eat, eat, oh yeah, she was. She's a warrior for sure. But yeah, so uh, two weeks in, not in a great loss uh, weight loss showing on the scale, but the body just feels differently. Actually, uh, talking to my, I had a ton of doctor's appointments this past couple of weeks, three weeks, um, but just feeling sharper, feeling more alert, mm-hmm. um, sleeping better. Other than my midnight cat, where it comes in and steps on my brain, but. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's a good thing to know that you're putting good food, you know, this, this premium food in your body and it can only, yeah. you would only, you would think it can only help, you know, the whole that's process. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my big downfall sugar because everywhere you go, there's a taste of cake or oh, man. <laughs> a piece of candy or something yeah. somewhere, you know. Yeah. And being validated. And, and, and yeah. the refined sugar is bad for you. And I know that, but yeah, I guess, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Well, I mean, so, that's, uh, yeah, that's been the hardest for me is just cutting out on the sugar, no carbs, like in regards to breads and grains, uh-huh. you know, it's yeah. a ton of vegetables, it's a ton of lean meats and, uh, all kinds of fish, that, that type of stuff, but, and fruits, mm. some fruits too, um, green tea, a little bit of organic honey in there, you know, people might say, oh, that's not paleo. Well, it's, you know, to me, it's all, it's an all natural thing. It's, it's working for me. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes, you know, over the course of time. And I'm mean, I often like to say, this is the summer. This is going to be the summer, man. <laughs> this but is the one. Eh? This is it. This is the, <laughs> this is the summer, Bob. <laughs> oh man. So I'll, yeah. So I'll try to I'll try to work on that. <laughs> well, I mean, so what we should do is uh, do our our little gathering again, man. I think there's other people that would like to be involved. I forget who it was. Even Mike, you know, down the hall from me. You know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I think he wanted to uh, come over for that, and I'm, Paul might be uh, interested as well. And and mm. what we should do. You know, again, either here or, you know, whatever you want to do, we'll sit around that yeah. table again and hold ourselves accountable um, uh, on, on tasks that we want to achieve and write them yeah. into write them into existence. Uh, a couple shows ago, I talked about that, where if you have a goal, um, write it down on a post-it note and put that post-it note all over the house, you know, so then you're seeing it all the time and then you know, you, you want to write it into existence. What can you do to make that goal come alive, achieve, achieve it? And, um, is it first of all achievable, uh, in the beginning without even, you know, uh, setting yourself up for some kind of failure and Uh real, I want to bounce real back, uh, right back real quick to sensei. That was the, uh, the one thing about him, knowing his background, you know, his special forces and the, the times he had in Vietnam and, you know, the survivability of his particular group of folks that didn't make it back, and he did, and a couple other guys. Um, that was yeah. this warrior mantra that he had and he instilled in us uh, to go out in life and to uh, – and, and his whole mantra was for our class to be able to survive You know, not only the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> like he would say so many years ago, but – you know, he was ahead of his time. He was, yeah. But to also be able to uh, survive a street encounter, 
you know, the, your basic, mm-hmm. you know, hard nosed, you know, all no holds barred street encounter. And that was his whole process that his students would survive and live and be able to walk away from that, you know, and that kind of like that whole mantra, that whole mindset goes into life, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, be it weight loss, be it a business venture. Um, and that's kind of like what we did with this little round table when we sat around together and set these goals for each other. Um, it, it kind of challenged ourselves to do that, not to, not to quit, not to, mm-hmm. uh, ever surrender and to find a way through that wall, no matter what. And, you know, darn, if that wasn't, you know, sensei's way, you know I mean? How he taught us find a way through, find a way yeah. to survive this, this fight, this battle, you know, because it's not just a battle, um, again, uh, on the floor fighting somebody else. It's a battle in life. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I took that whole mantra, that whole mindset as to when I was coaching hockey, the same thing, you know, <clears throat> a lot of the kids, you know, they're thinking, yeah, we're talking hockey here. We weren't talking hockey. You know, if we had the X's and uh-huh. O's going on, that's when we talked hockey. But what I was talking to them about was life. It was just about life's mm-hmm. encounters, life's, you know, adversity is going to come at us all, all of uh-huh. us. And look at the year you have had. I mean, I don't even know if you could share. I'll tell you the question I really would like you to share or the answer, if you would, what you went through this past year and a year and a half mentally, what was it that got you through the physical, the incredible, overwhelming physical and mental uh, adversity that you had to encounter with your health? What was it to you? Well, I had a, got diagnosed with a cancerous tumor on my kidney. So first I thought I was going to lose the kidney, but it turned out they only had to take a portion of it. So I still got a functioning kidney, two kidneys, but the operation was tough. And I, at the same time, I had a stone in my from my bladder stopping stopping me from being able to go to the bathroom. So they had to work on that. So, you know, you come, you, I came home from that and I'm carrying this you know, bag. I couldn't, you know, pay and um, trying to recover from the kidney operation. My heart starts going berserk in the AFib. I ran back in the hospital. Uh, turns out I got a bad valve a mitral valve so they decided they needed to cut me open and fix that valve <laughs> right after the kidney surgery I, I didn't know if i could go through it but i got through it and i did, was back and forth in the hospital i spent like six, all of april and may almost in the hospital um i got out i and i tripped <laughs> and fell and broke my I was so weak. I was so weak. I needed people to help me around, you know, at the time. And uh, here I had to sit down. I couldn't take it. had to help me in the shower. I had to sit down in the shower. It was just terrible. Um, what got me through? Yeah, but you I mean, so tell me that you fell flat on your face. I fell broke my nose, but two black eyes, broke my elbow and another bone in my thing. I messed up my leg pretty good. So, so that was another setback when I was starting to just feel like I was starting to get through this. Um, what gets me through, I guess a lot of people keep saying, well, all that training you did, you know, help you, you're strong enough to get through, but it's, it's a mental game too. And, and, you know, uh, I mean, God got me through and, and was there to get me through it. And, uh, like you said, the mental, the mental toughness that, 
we were we endured i guess was a big part of it i i think you know so here i am a year later feeling pretty good going to the y every day mm. and uh and uh i was i was like was wondering if i was even going to be here this time this time of the year you know? yeah but um, i if i may interject it bob with you and i'm going to Hopefully, I can. You're you're cool with me sharing this. Bob has this um, this incredibly deep faith. He he always has. He's a very spiritual guy. Um, his relationship with God is unprecedented, and I think um, that truly those times. What I think about when I think of what you went through and all of that, it reminds me of the that um, that saying, "The footprints in the sand." You know, when you see mm-hmm. that one set of footprints. Um, I think about that when I think about you, because I feel I feel that like those that that time that you went through that was the time where God was carrying you, you know, and getting you through this. You're a special person, brother. You know, I love you like a brother. And um, you, you know what? Bob's also the guy. You know, you've heard me talk about this a long time ago, uh, right around Thanksgiving each year at First Presbyterian Church of really, uh, excuse me, First Presbyterian Church of Glen Olden. They have that incredible turkey dinner, turkey giveaway, and at Bob, that's Bob's. Uh, the origins of Bob's concept, his idea of, of his encounter down in Baltimore, Maryland. So, um, dude, you're a special person and your legacy is incredible. And I'm very glad to have you not only as the best man in my wedding, but, uh, just as a friend and a brother, man. So, uh, but your story is inspiring. I mean, you're, you're an inspiring individual. I look at like things that I go through and then I look at you and I'm like, God, look what he, look, look what he has gone through, what he continues to go through. And, and, and it's, we have a lot of similarities, you know, same kind of town, same kind of background and families. And, um, you're a great example to others that anybody who's encountering any kind of adversity just to, you know, to, you know, you're the one that told me, man, you told me well, a couple of great things. I'll, I'll share the one. First of all, to, <laughs> to survive marriage. <laughs> to say yes, dear. <laughs> Remember that one? Your words of advice? Two words. I got two words for you, Tone. I said, what's that, Bob? Yes, dear. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? When things get heavy, man, when things, when they start coming out on you, yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. It makes all the problems go away, right? <laughs> and then the other thing was you told me, which was a life lesson for me, um, is to be able to accept help from others instead of, uh, you know, just... Uh, you know, refusing help and being the type A and I'll do it myself. I'll take care of it, um, to surrender. And when we say surrender, it's not in the, in the words of, uh, you know, uh, of, of a warrior surrendering, laying down his sword. It's surrendering to God, um, surrendering ourselves yeah. who we are. Right. Yeah. 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 Your problems. Yeah. Everything. They're too big for us. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember you saying to me, um, you know, I don't remember the exact words, but it was like tone, you got wide shoulders. You've always been there to help other people. You're always taking on a burden. You're at the point in your life right now where you need to surrender it all to God, all of it, all everything, all your physical and mental adversities that you're going through right now, truly surrender. And in that way, when you truly surrender, it's, it's easy to say the word, oh, I surrender, but to actually 110% deep within every ounce of your living soul, I surrender. I give it all to you, God, to use me each day. Um, the day oh, yeah. I did that, man, the day I did that, my entire life changed. Everything changed. And I knew people mm. might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's something that, you know, when you make it a part of, truly make it a part of your life, you'll understand. Um, we are not big enough to handle all of our worries and our troubles. And sometimes we just need that help. 
and it's a divine intervention is what it is. And that's where faith comes in because you can't see it, you can't touch it. But when you believe you're there, we were brought up that way to believe all that. And suddenly when adversity comes our way, this big tidal wave, we're like, ah, what do we do? What do we do? Well, go back to your roots, man. Go back to your origins. Go back to your faith and having faith and hope that God will be there for you. And I have to thank you deeply for uh, just reminding me that in probably the, the toughest without, you know, undoubtedly the toughest time in my life. Um, and you mm -hmm. had help. We were a big help in changing that. So thank you for that. Well, dude. thank you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, well, Bob, I mean, uh, I we'll call your great words. <laughs> <laughs> They're God's words, brother. They're, uh, you know, I pray every day for God to use me, you know, however he wishes to use me. And, uh, you know, I don't talk about it often on this show, but I kind of always try to end it up that way that, you know, people know anybody have been listening to what are we at episode 153 now, which is incredible to me. But, uh, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and, and I said to folks a couple of weeks ago, this is the change that we're going to have, you know, just getting people back on here, um, and talking, you know, through all this COVID crap. And I, I've really just kind of like separated myself from talking to anybody. So when you uh -huh. don't mind or anybody, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of friends or anybody, I'll, I'll be talking to them on the phone here and we'll share these stories like you shared today about adversity and about overcoming, be it physical or mental, and then what it takes to get over that. You, you went through a heck of a time and the physical trauma and the mental adversity and trauma that you went through, um, there was always that faith that was helping you. And that, that's cool that you shared that today. Yeah. So. Thanks for the opportunity. Eh? You're welcome, my brother. <laughs> my brother from another mother. <laughs> you barbarian, you. <laughs> yeah. So listen, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, Bob, on my end. And uh, right. listen, I'm going to call you back in about a couple minutes real quick, okay? Uh, okay, uh, so, but thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, love yeah. to have you. Thank you for sharing your stories and getting all personal. So what happened was real quick, folks, I was just trying to set this up today. Just, Hey, I, if I'm going to have uh, somebody come on here, I got to figure out how to do this record. And Bob calls in <laughs> lucky you, Bob, <laughs> Bob probably had to go somewhere like 15 minutes or a half an hour ago. It's 46 <laughs> minutes talking to him. He's probably like, yeah. I'm so late for my appointment right now. It's not even funny, but I want to talk to tone and all these people, which is so cool. But, <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you very much, Bob, for being on the show. Thank you all for listening to finding subjects podcast. And if you like it, please share it with somebody else and uh, look forward to the next show this is tony and bob and you've been listening to hey. finding subjects podcast have a great day peace see ya thanks tom you're okay, buddy. Bye. all right hey bob don't hang up don't hang up bob okay i just got to figure out how to shut this off where am i what the heck is going on here see this is the stuff i like to leave in so people can like this dude <laughs> <laughs> They're just normal people, man, from, well, normal's a, a subjective word, right? Those people from yeah. the guy next door. All right, Jim Murray, cut the power. Our engineer, Jim Murray. You got it, Murray? And here we go. See you. Bye.